What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I uh, got to tell you guys something. I saw a, a realtor the other day and on his car, he had it all like, what do you call that shit that you put all over the car? Like it was so all wrap, uh, wrapped, wrapped out, right? Yeah, yeah. Wrapped out. Thank you, Cody. And you know, look, he's helping right away. I love it. So, <laughs> so it had it all wrapped out and it said your boy, Carlos. And I'm like, this dude is going to have to pay me now because he used my terms, man. You're your boy, <laughs> Carlos. What the fuck? So anyway, I want to welcome all of you to the show today. I got a great guest, friend of mine that uh, I met through Clubhouse and through some of the other things that he's doing, which you're going to hear about today. But I want to thank you for all, all for being here because I can't do what I do without you, without your eyeballs, without your ears, without you you know, sharing the show and subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast platform. So gratitude to you and keep coming back, keep showing up so that you can, can you know, become more and more unstoppable and live in the life of your dreams. So today's guest is Cody Harvey. He's the co-founder and CEO of Breakout. He's also part of a co-founder of Connected. And uh, we're going to hear more about that as we go, but let's go ahead and welcome Cody Harvey to the show. What's up, Cody? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me, man. Excited. Yeah, man. We share some time on Clubhouse, right? And uh, yeah. and you know we don't get to see each other's faces when we're on there, so we get to see the little picture, but it's cool to see us animated a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. also in the different spaces, like this is like, I control this. Like this is my house, right? Right. Different when I go into other people's houses and then you got all these different egos and different things and you got to try to... I, I honestly, I, besides the relationships, I go on these, these apps because I'm studying the behaviors of people mm. and, uh, and, and then trying things out on them. So, so like, yeah. I might be like really cool C-Rock and real friendly and loving, which that's my, na- my nature, uh, and, and Breakfast with Champions on my Tuesday segment, 8 a.m. Eastern, if you're listening, you want to check in. Nice. Um, but, but when I go into Cindy's room or Nelson's room, then it's like, that's their space. So then you got to try to it's it's a it's a fun little experiment, man. But I didn't know if you knew like that's why Grant's on there, by the way. Grant's on there because he's studying people's behaviors. Sure. It's the same thing. I could see it from a mile away because people ask why he's on there. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Let's start first of all. We'll get into that stuff. Let's start with the question we always start the show with. Cody, what are you made of? Man, that's a great question, C Rock. I you know, I think it's a collection of experiences that I've had throughout my life and a collection of places that I've been. Right, I've I've been fortunate over the last five or six years to travel to most parts of the world and to see a lot of really cool things. And you know, I grew up in a small farm community in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Awesome community, by the way. Uh, but you don't know what you don't know until you you get out into the real world, right? And especially when you're able to experience and see other cultures and and how people interact with one another and the lessons that you can learn from being around different people from different places. I think it's a it's a variety of things that I've, I've picked up along that journey that has made me who I am today. Yeah, I got to agree with you, dude. I grew up in a small town myself and uh, 
even a small college and all that. And then I started seeing people go to Miami and I'm like, I'm going to go to Miami. So I go to Miami and I'm like, holy shit, people have boats like this. <laughs> the different like, world, man. like, like, how do I get that? And I, I don't even really care about material things, but it's just like, if anybody can do that, I know I can do that, but how do I do it? I didn't even know it was available to me. Yeah. You know? So yeah. same thing with tech, bro. Like you're in tech now. I didn't know I could do tech until my friend Jared introduced me to the fact that he's not a tech, like a yeah. tech, he's a non-tech tech founder. And I'm like, sure. shit, man, if, if Jared can do it, now I'm not saying take anything away from anybody, but All right. I have a high, high sense of what I'm available, you know, available to do, man. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I, I agree with you on that, expanding your, your, your knowingness of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and knowing is how the real world works, um, understanding other people's worldviews, right? Because all of us have a certain worldview. All of us are shaped differently through a collection of those experiences. But I think if you really want to find success in life, you have to take into consideration that people from all over the world see things from a different perspective. And a lot of times, just because you might disagree with how somebody sees the world doesn't mean that they're wrong or you're wrong or either one of you guys are wrong, right? It's just a matter of how that person has come to the conclusion that they've come to. And I think being able to be in so many different places and experience so many different things really allows you to have that kind of understanding, like, just because this is who I am today doesn't mean that it's going to not change or evolve over time. Yep. Uh, Everybody has their own reality, right? So to speak. Yeah. And then you get people arguing about different things and it's like, they're never going to, they think the other person's crazy because they don't have that same reality. Right. I, so, so what are some of the favorite places you've gone? Man. Um, so I'm a big fan of Cuba. I love Cuba. I've been to Havana a few times. I've been to Tokyo. Tokyo is one of my favorite cities over in Japan in the world. Hong Kong. I love Hong Kong. Uh, I was actually in Hong Kong the day that the uh, riots broke out a few years ago. Like the day that it got so bad and they had to shut the airport down was the day that I had my meetings in Hong Kong. So it's, it's a beautiful city, beautiful people there. South America, I've been to uh, Guyana, South America. It was a fun time. But yeah, I've, I've been a lot of different places, seen a lot of different things. So. so what took you to those places? Vacation or was it all business? All business, different projects throughout my life that I've, I've worked on, mostly developing relationships, right? I think no matter what it is that you're doing, and, and, you know, we're, we're so, we've adapted so much to Zooms and technology where, yes, they're a tool to have conversations and move the ball forward. But I'm a big believer that if you want to take things to the next level, it's really important that you get face to face with somebody, right? And you develop that relationship and you take time to break bread with that person and go really deep, right? Like, so in, in my businesses, I have people that focus on the breadth of the projects and the things that we're doing. And I try to stay focused on the depth of the things that we're doing. And to me, relational capital is probably the most important piece of any business, no matter what vertical you're talking about. If you can really hone in on developing great relationships and surround yourself with great people who can move your business forward, I think you're, you know, you have the right ingredients for success. 100%, man. And where did it all start for you? Man, it's a great question. I mean, if you'd asked me seven, eight years ago, would I be in the technology space? My answer probably would have been like, you're crazy, right? You know, I, I was a hustler all the way from, you know, high school all the way to now, right? Like I was buying candy bars at Sam's Club for $11.88 and flipping them for a buck, you know, one or two periods before lunch. I started a little landscaping company when I uh, graduated from high school uh, to pay my way through, help pay my way through college. Uh, I worked in the gym industry for a while. I managed a couple of LA fitnesses here in Indianapolis, Indiana. 
uh, for a quick minute. Uh, then I just started finding myself around the right people that took time to mentor me and challenge me to throw my, my hat in the ring in terms of the entrepreneurial space. And I started up a couple little companies and one of those companies ended up turning into what is now connected, right? Like we, we started that about four years ago. We now employ a little over 100, 100 people or 17,000 companies around the world that use our, our software. So it just kind of happened out of nowhere, man. But yeah. And, and uh, tell us a story. One of the mentors that like, how do they challenge you? Like what, can you give us an example of what happened? Yeah. So there was a guy, his name's Tom. Um, he was, I was working with a nonprofit organization at the time and nonprofit organization had hired Tom to teach us how to go raise funds. So I was helping raise funds for things happening overseas, like persecuted families that come to faith, right? A lot of times they lose their you know, livelihood. And so I wanted to learn how to raise money. So I called Tom, the guy lived in Atlanta, and he basically said, hey, if you ever want to, if you ever want to meet with me, um, I'm in Atlanta, come through. The next day I jumped in a car, I drove eight hours down to Atlanta and I, I met with the guy. And we spent six hours together. One of the lessons that he taught me was in life, you have to take inventory of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. You have A's, B's, C's, and that's it, right? And A's are people who are constantly there when you make a phone call. Like it doesn't matter what this, if it's personal or if it's business, they're there to see you win. B's are kind of on the fence, right? And C's you need to fire. And so it's really about evaluating the people in your life that are trying to add value to you and vice versa, that you can add value back. And it's about getting rid of the, the C players because really they're, they're Ds and Fs, right? And it's about trying to figure out ways to promote the Bs to As and keeping the As. And that was, that, that was what I did, man. Like I, I made that decision when I left that six-hour meeting that I only wanted to focus on being around people who A, I could pour into and B, would take the time to pour into me and ultimately... It's been one of the biggest payoffs I've ever made. And how, think about this for a second, guys. Like he just said he drove six to eight hours to meet this guy. Like where, where was the commitment at that time? Like to get yourself to drive six to eight hours? Like what was going through your mind prior to that, that you decided that that was a good move to do? Yeah. Because by the way, that's some, that's some stuff that I've seen from me. I've yeah. seen from my partner, Jared. I've seen from some other people. And also I'll tell you, it, it's not just business. I used to do that for my wife when I first met her. And she yeah. was six hours away. I would drive just to see her for one day for six hours, right? Yeah. So that's that pool, man. Like, there's some kind of pool there. Yeah. What? Where was that commitment from, man? I, you know, a lot of people have these, these grandiose visions of where they want their life to be, right? Like, they know that they have the potential. They know that they can make it to that next level, but they don't. They don't have the education, right? Um, and they they don't have the know how on how to do it. But talk is cheap. Right. There's a lot of people that are like, man, I, I want to learn. I want to do this. I want to do that. But they never take action to get to that next level. And I, I knew that this was a guy of action. Right. And the, the information that he could spend 20 or 30 minutes on the phone giving me is going to be completely different information that if he actually sees me take the initiative and drive eight hours from Indianapolis down to Atlanta to meet him, that conversation is going to be entirely different. Like he's going to, you know, put his hand in his treasure chest of knowledge and hand it to me. And that's what he did. And I, I was right. So I think it's, it's about being in a place where, yes, you know that you, you have the potential for more, but what is the application? What are you actually doing to prove what your words are saying? And like, think about this too. Like We think about it from the point of, okay, who's in my environment? Because I'm very sensitive to who I keep in my environment. Same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. But also people forget to think about themselves and think about, am I an A, B, or C player, right? Because right. like you can't, how can you identify the people around you if you're not focused on building yourself up to an A 100%. and committing to an A, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I think uh, it, 
that's equally as important. I mean, that's a good point, right? Like it's not just about evaluating the people in your life that can pour into you. It's about how can I become the best version of me so that I can add the most value to the people that are allowing me to be in their circle, right? Like it's a level up game and it's, it's about creating a tribe. It's about creating a community of people who are just as hungry as you. And that doesn't mean that you should just get rid of people who are less talented than you or aren't on the same level as you, right? I believe there's three types of people that should be in your life. There should be people that can mentor you that are above you, right? There's people that are on the same level as you that are just as hungry as you and you guys are chasing things together. And then there's people that you are mentoring, right? They're, they're your mentees. They're the people that you're learning from the top and you're passing it down to the bottom, right? Because when those people come up, you're inevitably going to find more success because they're going to remember that you are the person that took time to help them out. Like I remember Tom for taking those eight hours, right? Like I just gave him a shout out on the podcast for what yep. he did for me, yep. right? And there's a lot of people like that in my life who rallied behind me when they were much more successful than me, still are much more successful than me, but they've poured into me. And when I get to that level, some way, somehow, I want to repay that back to them. So- all right. So before we get the breakout, then let's talk about Connected and how that got started. And then the, you know, an overview of the process of this, because look, every tech company wants to get to their first thousand, you know, first thousand users, right? Like that's a, yep. that's a milestone. And you went to 17,000 some odd right now. So yep. take us through, first of all, how that got started. And then from there, because I know some of the story, so I want to see your yeah. side of it. <laughs> yeah. So there was a few of us, uh, a few partners that were kind of, you know, building this marketing agency, right? And the one thing that we realized really fast was it was taking us so much time, so much energy, so much money to constantly keep our, our, our pipeline of leads full. And so we found a really good strategy that was working for us on LinkedIn that allowed us to you know, get people into a funnel and then convert those into paying clients. The problem was it was still taking us four or five, six hours a day to do that. So the question that we had was, what if we could automate this entire process to save us time and simplify opportunity? Um, and that's kind of our, our mantra now. Um, and we developed out a software and then we, we started using it for ourselves. And we started giving it to some of our clients at the agency. They saw success with it. And then it just kind of snowballed from there, right? So Connected is a, a lead generation platform that works through LinkedIn. It allows you to uh, micro-target people through the search tool on LinkedIn, create a list of, let's say, 20,000 potential prospects. And then every day it reaches out to 100 of those people, follows up with those people, collects the data of those people, throws it into a CRM, and then allows that follow-up process to happen. So every day you're getting one, two, three, four, five pre-qualified people that want to purchase your product or service, right? So it takes away all the time and money that's spent on lead generation. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. And so does it do it through LinkedIn, the messaging, or is it via email? Yeah, it does it through LinkedIn. So it'll actually okay. hit them in their LinkedIn inbox, not as a sponsored, not as an email, nothing like that. It just looks like an organic message, but it also hits them in their email inbox associated with their LinkedIn account and their cell phone if they have push notifications enabled. And so did you have to go through LinkedIn to get that approved or how did that work? Because... Yeah. So we didn't have to go through LinkedIn to get it approved. So we're just using the same backend system that LinkedIn uses. Okay. So. And is there any way that they can like shut your account down because of the way it's used or? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Because they nope. can touch you with some things when we used to have the VAs reach out to people, right? 
Yeah. The biggest thing is making sure that you abide by the terms and conditions of LinkedIn, right? Like making sure you're not spamming people, making sure that you have a good standing on your profile, like your your withdrawal and request, like all these different things go into the software and make sure that your account is completely safe. So connected, first of all, how's it spelled? K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. All right. Just for everybody. And it's connected.com? Connected.org. .org. .org. Connected.org. Guys, go check that out. So when they get in there, then is there an onboarding or they could just follow through? Yeah. So they can, they can, yeah, they can basically set up a call with one of the reps at the office and then they'll walk them through the process and hold their hand through it. Right. Like we don't expect, here's the thing. Business owners need to focus on their business. They don't need to focus on how to learn like this crazy software. Right. So everything is plug and play. We create the scripts, we help set it up. I mean, they can do it by themselves. It comes with 80 tutorial videos, but we make sure we hold their hand through the entire process. Okay. And so when you got this set up and it started to take off, how far along did it take to get to the first thousand or how long? And then what was, what was going through your minds as you guys, cause I'm in, I'm in, you know, obviously early stage tech right now myself too. So yeah. I know what we think about every day. I know what we're working on, but like, I'd love to hear just cause it's kind of like camaraderie, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, I don't have the exact number for you. I mean, it was no, probably just like, yeah, I'd say probably less than a year. But here's what we did strategically, right? Is we we knew that there was a lot of people that had a, a large voice on social. So we actually, in the beginning, we gave out a ton of accounts, right? Like we we basically, we knew the product would work and we knew that people would become raving fans about it because we knew it would help grow their business. So we basically gave the product out or we gave it out at a massive discount because we knew what it was worth. And that helped really increase brand equity and brand awareness for the product, which was a really good move. The product's really inexpensive, by the way. Like it's less than a hundred bucks a month. There's no contract. There's no cancellation fees. There's no annual dues. If it works like we say it works, you obviously you'll keep it. If it doesn't, then you're not locked into anything, right? Right. Um, right. But with that being said, COVID. When COVID hit, people were having to lay off their their sales reps for a time, right? They were they were trying to save a lot of money, so they were spending less on marketing. They were looking for an alternative. And so COVID was what really hockey sticked our platform to the right side of the graph because, you know, people were looking for a different solution and they found connected. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll be working on that at some point because I have some things I'm working on too. And I'll talk to you about that offline, but all right. Yeah. So connected, go check that out. And then now breakout is the new thing that you're working on. Yeah. And can you take us through how you decided to come up with breakout after what Clubhouse is working on and all these other audio apps? Like you came up with this idea after seeing those or did you have it prior? Yeah, it was after seeing them. I'm a huge fan of Paul Davis and Clubhouse and those guys. I think they've done a tremendous job pioneering the social space, right? And there's some other great platforms out there as well. And I think we can all figure out how to coexist in our own ways. But with that being said, I got tuned on, I turned on to the audio social networking space. I got on one of the platforms. December 31st of 2020 was the first time that I, you know, had this idea. And I was talking about connected and I, within about five minutes on a stage, I generated like 17 direct messages. So I realized really quick, it was a great B2B platform. It was a great place for me to spend time and and promote a product. But aside from that, a lot of my friends during that time were getting canceled off of different platforms, right? And so here's people that had spent a ton of time and a ton of money building up a brand that paid for the food on their table. And, you know, this platform and that platform was pulling the rug out from underneath them. So we had the infrastructure built, we had the development team built, we had you know operations built. And I was like, guys, what if we decided to get into the game and build out our own social networking space? And it doesn't mean that we're you know the end all be all greatest social platform out there, but what if what if we can tra- stay true to our mission, 
which is to give every person a voice and allow them, allow healthy dialogue to come into an ecosystem, right? To create progress. What if we can stay true to that um, and allow people with different worldviews to have different conversations? And so we started building it about three months later, we had an MVP and then we just been refining that over the last year and a half. So, so how long have you been going at it? December 31st of 2020 is when you yeah, had that the was, idea? That was when we had the idea. We started building out the MVP. We had that built in about three months. And so wait a minute. We, so, so when you had the idea, how long until you took action on it? The next day. The next uh, day. Okay. Listen, guys, that's important. Speed kills in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally, our development shop is uh, overseas, right? So we have a whole internal team that's overseas for a variety of different reasons. But I jumped on a plane. And I, I flew overseas and we started, we just got to work. So that's how everything kind of happened. And so now what's the vision for this? Because first of all, one of the things you just talked about was friends were getting kicked off the app, suspended, yeah. whatever. How do you draw the line between, and this came up in a conversation we had on Clubhouse the other night, but yeah. how do you draw the line between keeping it healthy and then also not just having people kicked off because somebody's reporting them over and over again? Yeah, exactly. So I think, look, you know, everybody's going to have their opinions, right? And just like in real life, there's consequences for things that are said or things that are done. And there has to be a line that's drawn in the sand at some point. And so if people are on the platform and they're threatening people or they're, you know, talking about, you know, kids in an explicit way, they shouldn't like, there should be bigger consequences, in my opinion, than just kicking them off of the platform, right? So we're not going to tolerate that. But if you have a, a viewpoint, if you have an opinion about something, I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care about any of that stuff, right? I think that people should be able to come together and discuss topics, no matter what their viewpoint is, and allow everybody that's in the audience to make up their own decision, right? Like I, in fact, I love hearing opposing viewpoints than, than mine. In fact, in the last year, a lot of things in, in the way that I think has been shifted and shaped by people that have opposing viewpoints, right? Like, I think we have to have an open mind. I think if you go into a conversation and you think that you're 110% right, I don't think that you're leaving any room for growth. And I think the most important thing that we can do as a people is to have a desire to want to grow, right? Especially with one another. So anyways, that's, that's kind of my mission and vision with it. Yeah. You know, I just thought of an idea when you were talking about this. Um, and I don't even know if this is uh, you know, something that would be validated, but having like room ratings, like in a way yeah. like movies do. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Rotten Tomatoes for, for, uh, well, no, 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 not necessarily Rotten Tomatoes. No, no, no. I'm talking about, um, like rated R, rated whatever, hmm. because you could actually have rooms okay. that people do not feel comfortable in and they need to know ahead of time, like an X rated room. Like, yeah. I don't know if you want to go, I, I'm not saying to go that far, but I'm just talking yeah. about like some rooms. Hey, look, this room, there's no, you know, there's no cursing in this room. So, you know, when you go yeah. in that room, if you're a person that doesn't want to be around that, that you know ahead of time going into it. Right. You know, yeah, like, like just that, the rules. Uh, I just thought of that. I didn't think about that before because then, then it could be also like, this is an R-rated room. What comes in an R-rated room? Obviously language. There's going to be some arguing. There's going to be some fighting. If you don't like that, stay out of here. So you're not reporting people that, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. I don't know if it's, like I said, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to write it down. Again, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you, if you guys find out it's not really worth it, but I, I know it. how it is in tech. Not everything, not everything's uh, I, I love that. So. It's a great idea, C-Rock. Yeah. So then, so what's the vision? Like, what's the long-term vision then as we wind down here with breakout? Like, and by the way, breakout on the app store, it's breakout audio. Yep. Breakout audio. And is it only on iPhones right now? No, it's I, I, iPhones and Androids. Uh, both. Okay. So breakout audio on platforms. And then you can also go to breakout.fm, I believe, right? Yep. Breakout.fm. Okay. On, on your laptop or what have you. Okay. So what's the vision? What, what do you guys have on the horizon? What's the like the official launch date right now? 
Yep. Um, you know, all that. Paint the picture. Official, official launch date is October 1st. You can still download the app and use it right now and kind of get familiar with it. But official launch date, when we're going to internally start to push, is going to be October 1st. The big vision for, for Breakout for me is we are working on developing technology that truly does connect people from all around the world, right? And I can't get too deep into that on this, but what would it look like if language wasn't a barrier, right? Like what if, what if you respected somebody in Tokyo, Japan, or in you know, uh, Hyderabad, India, and you wanted to learn from that person, but obviously language is an issue. But you wanted to not just learn from that person, but you wanted to ask them questions in real time, right? And so we're working on technology and things that will truly allow people to connect with one another on a global scale. And I think that that to me is probably the biggest win as a company that, that we can do. I love it. I love that idea, man. I was just, uh, I was thinking about that with um, Blueprinted, about having it where somebody could automatically, it just, the technology change, changes the language into the language that they need. Exactly, and the, and the creator doesn't have to do that. They just put it in their language, and then um, yeah. So I love that man. That's a great concept. So yeah. so, but, but that's that's that part. But like, what are we expecting to see with Blueprinted that would be different than all the other audio apps besides that? Like, I know we could put content on there, which is great. Audio content, you could put pictures up. Will you be able to put videos up at some point? Yeah, yeah, we're okay, going to be videos. in the video space as well. Yeah, so you'll be able to live stream and do all that. The biggest thing is coming up with different initiatives to incentivize content creators, right? You know, you, how the question always is like, how do you keep the bad apples off the platform, right? I'm not worried about keeping bad apples off the platform. In fact, I want the bad apples to come to the platform because maybe there's people that have such incredible content to make them a good apple, right? Like I want everybody on the platform, but I think it begins and ends with incentivizing people who can add value to the community in the form of content creation. And you got to make sure those people are taken care of, right? Like I don't want people building my platform if there's not ways for them to be incentivized through compensation, right? So we're creating a couple different models for that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. How can people engage with you further? What's the best way for them to follow along with what's going on or engage with you? Yeah. So obviously if you download the breakout app, um, I think I've set up as an auto follow on there. So, cause I host a lot of rooms and I want to help tutorials and things of that nature. But Instagram, I'm pretty active on that. Cody Harvey underscore is my my name, but those are probably the two best ways. Yeah. And you guys will see if you start a room in, in a breakout, Cody will pop in a lot of times. So a uh, great chance to engage with him further. You don't get that often with, with uh, tech and take advantage of that opportunity. So Cody, I want to thank you for your time for popping on the show today. I'm looking forward to working with you, developing our relationship further in any way I can possibly help you. And so thanks for being here, man. See rock your legend, brother. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. Appreciate all of you. Go subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. If you like to watch these, go to the YouTube channel, Mike C-Rock, Sirocco. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.